When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well met, fellow adventurers. With the business at the crumbling tower finally concluded, which means that this, uh, that the ogre they constructed is now going to be a problem. But first, we have to do. We're doing an adventure called the Trail of the Hawk. A four-foot-tall stone statue can't just vanish overnight. Let us begin. And, and there we have it, sighs Pillipore, kicking up dirt with the toe of his boot. Just to the right of the broad square impression at the centre of the village's main square. I mean, just think of it. The old bird must have weighed half a ton. I don't think even Sir Crokington would have been able to move it. Just a Yes, my friend. Well, anyway, what do you make of this? Stepping out, out of the midst of the small crowd, which includes a dozen bewildered villagers, concerned Captain Millark and four astonished soldiers, you stoop at the edge of the impression and examine the spot upon which the village's most famous landmark, landmark mont stood. At daybreak, only a couple of hours ago, the villager woke to discover the statue of the majestic hawk that stood for more than three generations in the centre of the square had vanished under the cover of darkness. As you examine the impression, Pillipore takes to ins- say, citing the gap of village anger and laughter by declaring in a darkly humorous in a darkly humorous fashion fashion that those responsible should be promptly hunt down and then immediately drawn in quarters. He's right about the bolt about his bulk, says Captain Millark, speaking softly when he stoops down at your side. Eyed and stares at the sizable indent- indent- indentation. Half dozen men couldn't have hoped to budget. An idea that this is some sort of foolery is too inconceivable a thing. There's something sinister behind this. As the crowd disperses, a handful of onlookers trailing behind Pillipore as he returns to the stone back. You stroll along with Captain Millark as he and the four soldiers make their way back to the nearby outpost. Over a mug of steaming payload, in the womb that serves as Captain Millark's private quarters, the veteran commander tells you the disappearance of the statue 
promptly sent a ripple of fear through the village. Another in a long series of strange, unsettling events, he says. I've no doubt our old foe is at the heart of it. But to what end he aspired by Sodax? Who could say? Still, if we could somehow find the statue, might hope to set minds at ease for a while. Perhaps it will, after all, turn out to be some who will conceive jest, though I stake nothing of any import on such a notion. When you tell the captain you will make every, make every effort to find and recover the statue, you sense he's profoundly relieved. He thanks you and tells you that while he believes the missing statue will be found in the vicinity of the village, if it is to be found at all, he has nothing solid upon which to base his conviction. This might interest you, says Captain Millark, as you're preparing to leave. I found this on the western edge, edge of the village a couple of days back. I've been meaning to show it to you. Captain Millark produces a small, flat stone and hands it to you. The coin-sized stone, emblazoned with the mark of wound skin, so it's identical to the others you've recently discovered. It's another wound mark stone. How many of those do I have now? Let's see. Ten. I have ten wound mark stones now. It's... It's marking its cause enough for alarm, he says, fidgeting with the hilt of his chief sword. But it's how I came upon it that is perhaps most unsettling. It was... Lying in the middle of... A, of of the road that leads up to Westwold, surrounded by a dazzling wing of light. It's as if there it was left there in the hopes it would be discovered. Just something else to drive us nearer to the end of our wits, I suppose. You confide in Captain Millark about the identically marked stones you found previously. He nods and then smiles. Well then, I was right to give you that one too. He says, I'll ask my men if any others have been found. If there are others about, I'll see to it that they end up in your hands, Sir Crokeyton. Oh, we can only pray for an end to it all. You thank the captain for the wound mark stone and promised... And promised to keep him informed of your progress. She search for the missing hawk statue. Tells you to take care that he will increase the size of the night watch to help set the villagers' mind at ease. If I were you, I'd start my search right here, he says, referring to the village. It's like as not it will be found somewhere nearby. With that, you can bid Captain Millar farewell, prepare to embark on the rather strange mission of locating the wayward sculpture. You will need to search far and wide to have any hope of finding the missing statue. A few clues along the way should help. Help point you in the right direction, of course. It would be helpful to remember Captain Millark's suggestion. Okay. And um, the the just the the main page of Hawklaw has changed now. Only a shallow square impression at the centre of the village's main square remains to mark the spot upon which the large statue of the majestic hawk once stood. The entire village is counting on their most famous and capable villager. That is, of course, me. 
to discover the fate of the beloved Lambark. Alright. I think... Let's uh, search Mercantile. Yes, um, let's see. Ventures for this location. No, 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 not here. Okay, I'm going to explore the village of Hawklaw. Suddenly. In the forest south and west of the village. And going by the section number, this was made at about the same time as the... As the Trail of the Hawk, so it's probably to do with that. In the forest south and the west of the village, you come upon an unwelcome sight. Stepping through the forest, heading towards Hawklaw, the silence of its movement betrayed only by the crunch produced by the by its heavy footfalls is an iron Oterwak. The Okawak Well, I guess it's now an ironwak. <laughs> Quickly catches sight of you and starts in your direction. As it approaches, you immediately note the iron being never once raises or even moves its arms. As the fearless Oterok draws through the miller range, it suddenly halts all movement and stands directly in front of you, as still as a statue. Despite the strange turn of events, you have no desire to allow this menace to swim about so near to the village. With that thought foremost in your mind, you promptly engage the sinister creation. It's an iron Oterwak, which is mysteriously completely still. Yes. And the iron Oterwak makes no attempt, noticeable attempt to counter your attack. Yeah, it, it literally, it's doing nothing. Which I think this is the only time in the entire game that that's happened. Where an enemy just stands there and takes it. Oh, I've gone into a battle wage. Meaning I'm doing 39 damage in a row a few times. Because I keep rolling a 20. It's nearly done. And now it's just slain. 5 XP. The Iron Oterok staggers back and collapses to a heap on the forest floor. Before you can catch your breath, however... A bright orange glow envelops its remains. With unnerving speed, the fallen Oterok rises to its feet. But once again, the Iron Being stands completely still. So apparently whoever sabotaged this Oterok, and I'm pretty sure Glenorus is behind this somehow, has managed to turn off its fighting, but not the respawning, which is probably hard-coded <laughs> probably more difficult to mess with or would draw attention without a second thought you launch a second assault against a motionless iron being oh even though it's making no noticeable attempt to counter my attack i still take five damage somehow I don't know how that happens, but... And, I, and then, once again, I, t I managed to take five damage from an Oterok that isn't even moving. I guess I fumbled my own wall. Yeah, that's it. 
I probably I probably hit it on a hard bit and my it sprained my wrist or something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not that it actually hurt me. Anyway, it is slow. Five XP. The Iono's rock again topples the ground, but as before, a bright orange glow suddenly envelops its remains once again. The Otorok rises to its feet and stands before you, as still as the surrounding trees. You swiftly assail the iron being as the iron Otorok once again makes no noticeable attempt to counter your attack, but it's still managing to do some damage just because just that, that's how the game's programmed. Oh, and I go into a battle wage and finish it off. 5 XP. The Iron Otorok staggers backwards and topples to the ground. You maintain your combat ready stance, expecting your solid metal foe will again rise. But this time, it does not. That makes sense. I mean, most, I think, the foes that come back, at most, they rise again twice. Clutched in the bent, twist, well, usually twice. The Stomper rose more times than that. Clutched in the bent, twisted figures of the Iron Otorok's white hand, you discover a small scrap of tattered yellow paper that bears a curious phrase, Claws of Iron. The paper emits a faint white glow as you hold it in your hands. After studying the strange note, note for several moments, you chuck it safely in amongst your other possessions. Prepare to set off on your way. I have a tattered scrap of paper. This is the This is the scrap of tattered the scraps of tattered yellow paper you discovered during your search for the missing statue. This piece of paper bears a curious phrase. The plebe seems to be a clue of some sort. The paper emits a faint white glow any time you hold it in your hand. The scrap of paper bears the following phrase Claws of Eye. Now, now I just happen to remember that there's a place called the Iron Claw Weapon Market in Talinus. So I'm just going to go there. I've never... And there it is, the Iron Claw Weapon Market in Talinus. I mean, I could have... Could have spent a lot of time just going everywhere and looking for things called Iron Claw, but I remembered that the first time when this when this adventure was new, so I'm just going to say I would have remembered it for the first time, the second times, the later times. Visit the Iron Claw Weapon Market. All right, leave the Weapon Market. Suddenly. As you're making your way out of the weapon market, a group of four children, three boys and a girl, approach you. One of them, a, ta- a dark-haired lad of perhaps ten, steps forward and hands you a scrap of yellowed paper. Your eyes are immediately drawn to a curious phrase, spawn, scrawled upon, upon the wrinkled surface, atop an emerald crown. The paper emits a faint white glow as you hold it in your hand. Okay, it's definitely a clue for the statue. You ask the the boy where he found the note. He tells you that a woman gave it to him as he and his band were passing passing the market only a short while ago. 
The lady told her she would be by soon, he says, looking away from you as he speaks. She told us what you'd look like, and we waited here for you. She told us you'd have a gold token for she'd have a gold token for each of us. The young the four young children stare up at you, the faces bearing looks of hopeful expectation. Hmm. So do I give them each of them a gold token? Or not. You know what? They, they, they've helped. They, they can have a gold token. You hand each of the children a gold token. And watch as their faces almost seem to glow as they acquire the coins. Now the thing is, I don't really know how much a gold token is worth in terms of... In terms of the labour of a common of the common man. But I suspect it's quite a lot. Considering you can get some proper meals at a tavern for just one gold. And you can get you can get that you can get a very modest accommodation house for just forty gold or was it something like that? Something like that in Dernstig, so... Well, it could well be... One gold might well be a reasonable daily wage. It's really hard to tell. Because, of course, this is an adventure game. It's not an economic simulator. Each child bows politely, and then the four of them turn and dart off along the bustling street outside the warehouse. After again studying the strange moat for several minutes, you tuck it in amongst your other possessions before making your way out of the market. Go look at the tatters, tatters scraps of paper. There are now two of them. The second scrap of paper, paper bears the following phrase: a top, an emerald crown, crown, crown. Hmm. Well, there's the crown locks in. So it was Iron Crown Island. Uh, okay, okay. I'm just going. I'm just. It, it's that place that we went to during the Winter Rundle. Visit the Misty Lock. Teleport to Iron Crown Island. Step into the portal. Alright. Sheltered Cove. Greenthorn Island, step into the portal. Southern shore of Greenthorn Island. I think it's here anyway. Gonna go northeast, northeast, northwest, northwest. Examine the stone slab. Suddenly, a savage snarl from behind shatters the silence and sends your your pulse racing. Instinctively, you spin around to face the unknown source of the menacing sound, only to have your eyes fall upon a sinister and unwelcome sight. Standing less than ten yards from you is a savage, armor-clad ogre you previously encountered at the crumbling tower near Hawklaw. A pair of fierce, bright yellow eyes peer through a narrow slit in the black iron helm fitted over the creature's broad head. Clutched in the ogre's sizable plate-armoured fist is a large wooden club spiked with sharp metal tines. 
In an instant, you recall the chilling words of the green-caped woman. It will come again and again until you are broken, till it has broken you at the behest of its master. With a with a loud snort, somewhat muffled behind the heavy iron visor of its helm, the fearsome ogre suddenly charges, bounding towards you with unnerving speed. Okay, all these checks are 75 plus. I can also just dodge. So I can use archery, fortification, elementalism, shadow magic, or telekinesis. Although ones I, the only ones I can actually use are shadow magic and telekinesis. I'll give shadow magic a go. Since I spent so much general experience leveling that up to 80, I might as well get as much, get the use out of it. Use shadow magic. Fortification, elementalism, telekinesis aren't yet high enough level to use. Use shadow magic. Succeeded. 24 experience to shadow magic. You summon your power of shadow magic. The broad, long shadow cast by the nearby elbow of, of which suddenly begins to weave and whipple. With remarkable speed, the witch's shadow surges across the flat summit and effortlessly snares the charging ogre. As the armoured creature struggles to free itself from the grip of the gloom, the master's shadow hurls into the ground with tremendous force. As the shadow swiftly recedes, the ogre rises to his knees. With a loud snort, Followed by a deafening savage war, the fearsome ogre again charges, bounding at you with your nerving speed. Okay, so same checks again, but now at level 70, so I have all the options. Okay, fortification. It failed. The hulking, armoured ogre ploughs into you, kicking you really hard and sending you sprawling a really a huge distance. For 84 damage. Dazed and severely wounded by the staggering blow, although quickly healed from that, you painfully regain your feet and turn to face your snarling foe. Those momentum carried him past you by nearly a dozen yards. With a loud snort, swiftly followed by a deafening savage war, the fearsome ogre again charges, bounding towards you with unnerving speed. Same checks again, but this time at level 65. Fortification, let's hope it works this time. It succeeded. 16x speed of fortification. A wall of shimmering red sparkles appears in front of you only a split second before the ogre's arrival. The savage creature slams headlong into your magical barrier and collapses into a heap on the ground with an agonised bellow. The armoured creature rises to his rises to his knees with a loud snort. Swiftly followed by a deafening savage roar, the fearsome ogre again charges, bounding towards you with unnerving speed. Okay, same checks again, but at level 60, let's use elementalism. Succeeded. 16x speed to elementalism. You call upon the power your power of elementalism. Two mighty air elementals answer your summons and swoop down out of the sky, roaring wildly as they slam into the charging ogre. 
The fearsome, armoured creature is cast backwards by the devastating force of her unseen attack as he collapses into a heap on the ground. The elementals swiftly depart. With a recognised bellow, the fearsome ogre rises to his knees. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Expecting another charge, you keep your heart and gaze based on the armoured ogre. This time, however, with a loud series of savage howls rising into the air, the fearsome beast begins to move with impossible speed, becoming little more than a grey blurs and streaks towards you, its deadly poised clubs, poised, poised to strike, and it's on a downward motion, so it's friendly right into the air. You valiantly attempt to fend off the ogre's blindingly flashed attack, picking a number. Bonus. Bonus of 59. 19 from weaponry stabbing. I'm guessing whatever your weapon is equipped. What would happen if I were to suddenly say, equip Umdro's Oaken Wad? Or maybe not. Maybe it's your... No, it must be your highest weaponry skill. What if... If I'm unarmed? What if I'm unarmed? Yeah, yeah, must must just pick whatever your highest weaponry skill is. Alright, let's re-equip quick, quick stab dagger. Uh, 19 from weaponry stabbing, 20 from agility, 10 from body, 10 from luck. Gotta get 90 or more. Or be hit really, really hard. Pick now. 93 success. You manage to fend off the ogre's lightning and fast, fast attacks. But the savage creature's deadly assault continues. Continuing to move with impossible speed. Visible as nothing more than a grey blur. The savage. Armour clad ogre. Renews its deadly frenzied assault. Picking a weapon, picking a number. Bonus 64. 19 from weaponry stabbing. 20 from agility. 15 from body. 10 from luck. I've got to get 80 or more. Or it will hit me before I can do anything about it. Pick now. 
139 success. He managed to fend off the ogre's lightning fast attacks, but the creature's, savage creature's deadly assault continues. Continuing to move at impossible speed, visible is nothing more than a grey blur. The savage, armor-clad ogre renews its deadly frenzied assault. Picking a number, bonus of 64. It's the same as before, this time I've only got to get 70. I think it's starting to slow down a bit. Pick now, 130 success. You manage to fend off the ogre's lightning-fast attacks, but the savage creature's deadly assault continues. Continue to move with impossible speed, visible is nothing more than a grey blur. The savage, armor-clad ogre, renews its deadly frenzied assault. It's a sound check as before, pick now. 158, success. You manage to fend off the ogre's lightning-fast attacks. And at last, the creature's deadly assault appears to be over. The ogre's motion rapidly returns to normal speed. And the savage creature rises its whitey spate, raises its mighty whitey spite club stomps towards you, snarling viciously with each thundering step. As the hulking beast draws near, you again take note of the small but unmistakable mark at the base of its thick, leathery neck. There, blazed upon the ogre's grey, knotted flesh, is the black silhouette of a clawed hand clutching an eye, the mark of wound skin. Drawing yourself into a combat-ready stance, you boldly hold your ground and prepare to engage the immortal ogre's fearsome champion. It's a wound-marked ogre. The wound-marked ogre. The savage wound-marked ogre champion swipes at you with a spiked club. Alright, I just keep stabbing it. It's a still a free plus. Oh, I just went into a battle wage. And then I finish it off with a battle wage because battle wage is really convenient so if you do not yet have battle wage pop over, pop over to Talaro's and get it it's really handy especially when you get four or five when it work when you're stuck battle wage for a few turns that finishes off most foes it is slain 137 XP with the final gruesome bellow the massive ogre staggers back and topples over sight striking the ground with enough force to send a small tremor wasting beneath your feet as you step back from the bloodied remains a startling but now familiar transformation comes over the slain beast the ogre's corpse suddenly begins to twitch and a low rumble escapes from beneath the heavy iron visor that conceals the creature's face with astounding swiftness, the massive beast staggers to its feet and turns to face you. Its fierce yellow eyes fixing you with a savage, hate-filled glare. Suddenly, the armoured ogre begins to fade. In a matter of moments, you again find yourself face to face with the gruesome apparition you first encountered in the forest near Hawklaw, in the overgrown courtyard of the crumbling tower. Slowly but steadily, the image of the ogre dissolves until there is no longer any sign of the creature to be had. The instant the last wisps of the ogre's image have faded, become aware of a low pulsing sound from somewhere nearby. The pulsing sound that fills the air rises in pitch and intensity, replaced by a slow, steady hum. 
The hum unexpectedly ceases, and a frail, bent man appears out of thin air, only a few yards to the east. The dark-cloaked man, his thin hands wrapped tightly around the haft of the tall, wooden staff, straightens himself up somewhat and turns to face you. You immediately recognise the treacherous sorcerer Glenoris, who is not only betraying humanity, but also the person he's betraying humanity to. I'm relieved to know you've obtained it, he says. I'm relieved to know you have obtained it, he says, his low, wavering voice barely above a whisper, and that you have managed to retain it. The dagger is the key to what lies ahead. And while I would, without question, prove a more reliable guardian for such an instrument, my proximity to our common foe, that being Runeskin, makes such a proposition unwise. Will you angrily demand to know if the clues that led you to this spot were his? Glorious nods. My first duty is to our master, he says. For you mustn't confuse obedience, wart of necessity, with loyalty forged of reverence. I will maintain my subservience to the great ogre, until it no longer suits my purses, which I dare say must echo your un unspoken desire. Do you not also seek to bring ruin to the cruel beast? The time chosen to effect his demise is nearly at hand. You would do well to drop your defiance and embrace him. It would help to put you into that much closer, into the breath, to the breast into which your wicked blade will ultimately be plunged. <laughs> He's such a tricky, tricky twister. Suddenly intrigued by the sorcerer's starting initiative, but recalling your previous encounters in. You ask Galorus why he hasn't told you this before now. Oh, because he is always watching and always listening, he says, as if he finds your inquiry highly insulting. Only now, as he is temporarily departed from his accursed womb, seeking to strike a preemptive blow to some of his more powerful foes, do I find peace in my thoughts again enjoy the freedom of my own untainted tongue. I do apologise for the rather trying and cryptic fashion in which you were led here. I get no other course, that there was no other course for which I could safely opt. His spies are everywhere. I needed time to make certain this meeting would remain undiscovered. I needed trail even the, even even his wariest of agents wouldn't pick up. Glorus asks you if you have any trouble with the Iron Oats Rock. He tells you that he made certain the menacing creation would be unable to cause you harm. He begs to ask other questions, mentioning the names of Timney and Woodbrier, and inquiring about the woman you encountered near the crumbling tower. We first warned you about the likely return of the Armored Ogre. Gnorus dismisses your question, questions with a frown and a wave of his bony hand. That is all a matter for another time, he says. I came here to deliver you something, for you must know that the arrival of the arm 
The armored beast is something of which I cannot hope to exercise any control. My arrival on the Shadow Path. My arrival may well have provided the creature a gateway. Through the, through, it was certainly not my intention. It very nearly proved disastrous. Though I must say, your proof your continued success in the face of such dire peril only serves to prove the great ogre's unflattering interest in you is well warranted. Still, I will be more careful with my gate to travel in the future. Glorus reaches into his cloak, draws out the glass draws out a black cloth pouch and tosses it to you. You curiously discover this pouch contains three more of the small, flat, wound-marked stones, and with that, I now have 13 of them. It is neither simple to create those, nor is it safe to deliver them to you, he says, frowning. Whose perilous preoccupation allowed me this rare chance to present them, them to you, myself, to speak freely, even if only for a few minutes. Keep the stones and the dagger safe. Sensing that Gnorris is preparing to part, you ask him about Woundskin's perilous preoccupation, which you can only assume is connected with the ogre's temporarily temporary departure from the level well in which he resides. Much to your surprise, the source's response is quick and forthright. As we speak, he undoubtedly finds himself in the realm of Cranorsa, facing the fires of the great dragons that roam its burning skies. It is a realm tucked into the blackest recesses of the Nevenus, guarded by beasts that Woundskin seeks to destroy before they unite against him. We can at least hope that the fiery realm becomes his tombs at a tie. We are spared the bother of what lies ahead. Although somehow, somehow I don't think that's going to happen because, well, that's just not narratively satisfying. If you spend, you spend dozens of adventurers lay, dozens of adventurers laying a scheme for a plot to kill someone. And then they die off. And then they die off. And then they die off page. Not satisfying. I mean, I mean, some, some people, so you could have that in some novels. Might be interesting once, but I mean, things do die <laughs> eventually. Not Woundskin. He just keeps not dying. No, no, no. It, 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 would, oh, it would just be so disappointing if he died. Died and we had nothing to do with it. That, it that just, it's just, just not, just not narratively, narratively conceivable. Remember what I have told you, said Glorious, his voice groaning fate. Suddenly, the fail sorceress straightens up and twirls the tip of his staff. The next instance, he vanishes into thin air. After taking a few minutes to check over your equipment and to prepare to prepare the lengthy climb down the hill's summit, you've taken only a single step towards the spoke. Slope, and a sharp whistle fills the air. A violent rush of air shoots down your back, 
and a heavy thud from behind shakes the earth, nearly locking you off your feet. Spinning around, you stare wide-eyed at the large statue of a hawk, now emblazoned nearly two feet in the ground, less than a yard behind you. Whew, that almost hit me. You immediately surmise the statue must have fallen from the sky. It makes you cringe to think that you've not taken a step towards the edge of the hill only a moment ago. You would now be lying crushed beneath the bulky, sculptured work. You're about to step forward and examine the statue, when the stone hawk is suddenly enveloped by a cloud of shimmering blue sparkles. Moments later, the shimmering cloud has vanished, leaving behind no trace of the large statue, save the impression it made in the earth. Confused and alarmed by the brief but bewildering turn of events, but suspecting Galenoris' involvement, he decided at once to embark upon the long trek back to the hard hills in the southwest corner of the kingdom. Several unimportant incidents waylay you and you and delay delay your return to Hawklaw by almost an entire month. When at last you again find yourself in the midst of familiar surroundings, in a remote settlement in the midst of the hard hills, you're both pleased and surprised to discover the hawk statue which came within a foot of ending your life on Greenthorn Island, is once again standing proudly in the village square. Only a short, thin, newly acquired crack at the base of the sculpture exists to betray its recent deal. You immediately seek out Captain Millark. Over a steaming mug of paleo in his private room at the back of the outpost, he tells you that nearly a month ago the statue suddenly reappeared. I have no explanation it, Rip, but with what these mys, eyes of mine have seen over these years, and yours too. What sense is there puzzling over it? It's all part of what's played these hills, though I don't yet understand its significance. And maybe I never will. Having said that, the folk in the village are glad to have it back, and so am I. And I'm glad you're back safe and sound as well. You speak with Captain Millark at length, relaying, relaying him, relating, relating to him some of the more interesting but less revealing points of your search for the missing statue. You take care to make no mention of the strange glowing scraps of paper that led you from the forest south of Hawklaw to the iron core and weapon market in Talonus, and ultimately to the summit of the tallest hill on Greenthorn. Greenthorn Island, where your second encounter with the armoured ogre and your meeting with Glenorus took place. When you finish your account, which the captain seems to regard with no end of fascination, he tells you that apart from three Otuak, that he and his men defeated on the northern edge of the village four day. Four days ago, things have been quiet. The occasional scuffle over at the stone back, he says, but that's the damnable nature of the drink of course still. It's been quiet more so than we've been accustomed to of late. I don't know if that bodes ill or not but it almost seems too quiet. Well there's no point in speculating on it. Running our imaginations wild will serve little little useful purpose. After taking your leave of Captain Millark, you stroll to the middle of village square and stand before the recently returned hawk statue gazing at them, gazing at the manip- 
majestic sculpture of the bird of prey. You can't help but feel that something about it is different. Then, recalling the captain's notion of running our imaginations wild, you decide to guard against doing just that, silently vowing to trouble yourself no, no further this evening over wasted events. You turn and head towards the stone back, following the comforting smell of wood smoke and the cheerful din spilling out of the tavern's open, firelit windows. A time unknown, at the edge of the plain of screams, in a long forgotten and likely never known, Rome within the shadowy vastness of the neverness, perched on an outcropping of black rock sits the fortress of a mighty, bone-crowned lord. Wound skin sighed deeply and winced as he shifted the balsam, the bulk of his immense weight to his left leg and stepped back from the edge of the chasm. The battle with the great dragons of Clanensora had proven far more difficult than anticipated and far costlier than he was prepared to admit. He would heal. He only hoped the incident wouldn't invite further attacks. He could not yet afford to become embroiled in another war. The blue wounds that covered nearly every square inch of his leathery face suddenly began to emit a faint glow. The glow quickly faded, and the towering ogre again lowered his gaze into the fathomless gorge at his feet. Was this pit into which he would ultimately cast Glenorus, but only after the treacherous sorcerer had exhausted his every last vestige of worth? For it pained him to consider it. The master of this dark and barren gnome well knew that Chasm might also be called upon to swallow his reluctant quarter champion, a toad. A woman upon his get on whom his fet gaze had long ago fallen. There was, he knew, still time to prevent the drastic but inevitable consequence of his chosen subject's continued defiance. The sky above the plain whippled, and the rumble of thunder rolled across the bleak expanse of the blackened ground. Gnorris, his sighs still wandering from the gloom-filled depths of the go of the gorge, grumbled. Glorus had returned, and he soon and he knew and he would soon learn the reason for the wretched human's unexpected visit. And that is the end of the Trail of the Hawk. Another 1024 experience to general, and 128 experience to all skills and powers. Is there a, a new adventure? No. Maybe if I visit the newly established outpost. No, no. Hmm. Well, I'm going to have to check some things. Yeah, there will be more adventures, but I'll just have to return to Hawklaw later to discover them. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.